Hey everybody, I'm Mackie and you're listening to the Musings of a High Achiever podcast, the show that explores the conditioning and mindset of high achievers. There are no rules. Whatever affects you as a high achiever holds you back or keeps you stuck. We will cover it here. Thank you so much for joining me today as we cover the topic of the dark night of the soul. Now, I know this is a topic that has gotten quite a bit of coverage probably in the last several years. It's often associated with spiritual awakening, but even if you're not in that place of thinking in terms of spiritual awakenings, dark night of the soul can happen to each and every one of us. It, if it hasn't yet, it will. I think for that reason, it's very important to talk about how to recognize it and to give you some tips on how to deal with it when you find yourself in that place. So let's start with what is a dark night of the soul? Now I mentioned for a lot of people, it tends to be a term that we use when we think about a spiritual awakening. But the reality is whether or not you really ascribe to that that idea or not, our journey here is fundamentally a spiritual one. If that wasn't the case, we would be perfectly content to stick with our material pursuits. But for most of you who are listening, you already know that it's not enough to feel fulfilled to be very focused on outcomes and what's measurable. When you have a dark night of the soul, it's to show you and bring to your attention that what you've been focusing on may not have the meaning that you had hoped or assumed that it would. And that can feel very, very scary. We're going to talk a little bit about the fear pieces of that that come up and how to look at those and how not to avoid those as they reveal themselves to you. It's not easy to go through those experiences where we have this moment where we recognize, you know, this isn't what I wanted life to feel like. And I can't imagine it continuing in this way, but I also have no idea how to shift what's happening, how to make changes, or even really what I want. When that moment finds you, it's very important to understand that when you attempt to push it away or to avoid what's coming up for you, that you are only going to prolong the entire process. It's not going to resolve itself. You're not going to wake up one day and suddenly feel like everything that you just had a realization about, you didn't have a realization about, unfortunately, it just doesn't work that way. I like to use the analogy of drowning, even though it's kind of extreme and catastrophic, so not to be too dark here, but you know, it's like when someone falls into water and their survival instinct kicks in and the first thing they do is start thrashing and panicking and the only impact that has is to kind of suck you further under the water. It's very similar when you find yourself in this space with a dark night of the soul. Your fighting it is only going to make it a more difficult experience to process and get through than if you are willing to face what's coming up head on and see what it's trying to reveal to you. A dark night of the soul can be anything that triggers a difficult time in your life. It could be a gradual process or a catastrophic process. So for instance, In a lot of the story that I have shared around my awakening several years ago that where I was in my life was not where I wanted to be, that was more of a gradual process. I had been getting hints of it. I had seen evidence of that. I had had emotional realizations and I didn't necessarily completely push them entirely away and avoid them altogether, 
But because I didn't know and didn't have the tools for what to do with that information, I kind of left it in this uncomfortable like backseat area where I was highly aware of it, but I really wasn't sure what to do with it. So that was a more gradual process. And when I finally decided to take action, it was under my own choice, right? It was my choice to decide, okay, I'm not cool with this. Let me go ahead and deal with it. So it was a more of a years long process for me, which can certainly happen. And, and there's that's one flavor of the dark night of the soul. The other one is the catastrophic trigger for that, which is more urgent and crisis oriented, like the loss of a job, uh, a very difficult time in a relationship, maybe a diagnosis of some kind that suddenly confronts you with your own mortality. It can be either way. And obviously when we're talking about the more catastrophic version of that, there's not a lot of choice. You just kind of get swept up in the journey and you do what's coming at you to the best of your ability and you make it through and it may not be until after the crisis is over that you really have a chance to process how you got there, what happened, what needs to change, etc. So for today, I want to fo- focus more on the gradual recognition that may sneak up on you that, hey, something isn't the way you want it to be because I believe that when you make the decision that I'm going to deal with this thing that I see coming up now, not always because life is unpredictable, but you can sometimes avoid more catastrophic outcomes by deciding that you're going to confront this thing that's trying to make itself known to you. So we'll focus more on that version of a dark night of the soul today. The other thing I want to point out is that when we are dealing with a dark night of the soul, it's very common for there to be a trigger in one area of your life because there's a symptom there that can really grab your attention. For for me and for a lot of type A achievement-oriented people, that place that makes itself known, our discomfort makes itself known first, is in our professional lives. We spend so much time and energy on that part of our lives and it's so tied to our identity and our sense of validity and value that it's often in that space that we recognize something's off here and I'm not happy. But the reality is we don't compartmentalize at all. We're sold the lie that we can and that we can keep our personal and work life separate, but we cannot. So once you start to look at more closely what's happening in your professional life that you do not feel good about, that does not feel purposeful or meaningful to you, you will often see how that those dots connect in the other parts of your life and you'll see like, oh, this is an overall issue for me. It shows up differently in these different places, but it's not limited to that space of my life. So it's a symptom of a larger energy that's bringing your awareness to the fact that something needs to be addressed and it's serving as a catalyst for you to tune in, generally speaking, to your life holistically and pay attention. Now, in a lot of our modern conversation, we will refer to this often as a midlife crisis. I don't love this terminology because it sort of suggests that it's only going to happen that one time. (laughs) You know, you're going to have a crisis somewhere in the middle of your life and then that's it. You'll be able to go on your merry way. Unfortunately, it just doesn't work that way. Now, I do believe that in midlife is where we often have the recognition that whatever I've done up to this point has served me in a lot of ways, but I recognize like it's this ain't it and I don't want to continue this way. And what the hell does that mean? What do I do? Do I go buy a shiny object and just pretend it's not happening and drink a bunch and do a lot of retail therapy? Or do I really confront the fact that what I'm being shown is that 
my life doesn't feel as meaningful as I want it to at this point. And it's more important to look at how to do that in a healthy way than it is to escape that through some of the other things that I just mentioned. The also unfortunate reality is that you will have more than one dark night of the soul in your lifetime. You just will. That's just the nature of life. You have these periods of time where things go along nicely. You're having, you know, there's a lot of joy in your life. Maybe you are experiencing lots of great things. And then you'll hit a snag and things get kind of weird and it can be like, oh, shit, what's this mess? And that it's really in those times when we're in that mess that we are growing and expanding the most. You know, we all know that during the easier parts of our lives, as it should be, we get to enjoy that. It's our it's part of our journey to enjoy our lives as much as it is to learn and grow. But it's through some of these more difficult periods that our lives shift and change the most. And so it's just a natural ebb and flow to have the challenges mixed in with the good stuff. And it's going to happen more than once. You may have one very defining, pivotal crisis moment that feels like the grandfather of all the dark nights that you're going to have. So for me, the one that I had several years ago felt very pivotal and transformational. I It fundamentally changed my identity and the way that I saw myself and the way that I moved through the world. But as I'll share with you, I just went through another one. The benefit that I got this time was having navigated it before. And so it doesn't, it's not the same exact experience because I actually have the tools to deal with it this time, but it does not prevent it from happening again. So first, let me just address how to recognize when you are in a dark night of the soul. And this is especially important in the context of this gradual version of a dark night where it might sneak up on you a little bit until you finally get to this culmination point where you recognize like, I'm just not in a very good place. So here are some things to look for. You feel blocked, like no matter what you do, things really aren't going your way or you feel like you're stagnating in some way. You may feel disconnected. If you are tuned in to your intuition or you know your gut, whatever you wanna call it, and have felt like you know life kind of points you in different directions by showing you signs, giving you messages, bringing you opportunities, it can feel jarring when it feels like that source of information has been cut off or becomes unavailable to you. Like suddenly there's a void there where you felt supported and now it feels like that support's not there. You may feel defeated as if the work that you've put in to get to a certain point has really been for nothing and you're very aware of what you don't have versus what you have worked for and accomplished. You may feel disillusioned, like you've been lied to or what you've believed to this point has had a false foundation and you're finding, you know what, that's not it. That's that's not what I thought it was. This isn't what I thought it was going to be. This is obviously not an exhaustive list, but it's enough to give you the gist of what to be looking for. So I mentioned that my first experience with with this was several years ago when I decided that my career in corporate wasn't where I needed to be. But I will tell you that some of the things that I just mentioned were a pivotal part of that experience. I felt completely defeated by the realization that despite the point I'd reached, I didn't have any real satisfaction or fulfillment to go with it. I had that moment when I saw clearly that there's no end in sight no matter what I accomplish in that context, it's not going to feel good to me, okay? So a lot of the things that I just listed off were true for me at that point. 
And that did lead for me to a sense of disillusionment because I was like, what the fuck is this? This isn't what I signed up for. This is not how I expected to feel when I did all the things and got all the things I thought I wanted. So was it all a lie, this idea that if you work really hard, the payoff comes and you know whatever the hell payoff means because that's also a piece that we don't tend to define for ourselves. We are allowing success to be defined for us by something more societal versus our own personal definition. And so, yeah, of course it was a lie, but you know, I needed to figure out that it was a lie for myself. And it was that symptom, as I referred to earlier, my career was my symptom that something is fundamentally not right with me and I need to figure out what it is. Of course it was impacting me beyond my work life. But I didn't see how those dots connected at that point. And it wasn't until I decided, okay, I'm not able to avoid this or run away from it anymore, that I was able to see like light bulb moments. Oh, I've been driven by a need for validation. Holy shit. No wonder I feel this way because I'm allowing other people to tell me when I have value or when I'm worthy instead of deciding that myself, you know, things like that. Back to the drowning explanation earlier. It should become clear as we talk more about this that you cannot outrun this. You can't avoid it. You're just going to make it worse. It's going to take longer to get out of the yuckiness of this if you don't confront it when it comes up. Anything you do to rationalize keeping your expectations low, distracting yourself through coping mechanisms, those will all provide very temporary relief. And unfortunately, along with that, will also have the impact of magnifying whatever it is that's really not right. That magnification is going to continue to increase your discomfort. And while we experience it that negatively because we don't have the answers in that moment and we don't want to deal with those emotions, let it drive you toward confronting that truth, okay? Our negative feelings and emotions are very galvanizing if we allow them to be. We've been taught to allow them to galvanize us in the wrong direction. So it's shit sucks. Go find a Band-Aid for it real quick. Avoid it. Do something else. Distract yourself. Allow it to galvanize you into the opposite, which is sometimes you got to marinate in that stuff. You know, like you got to be in it. You got to feel the ick. You got to let it be what it is so that you can really appreciate all of the dimensionality that's trying to be communicated to you through those feelings, when you have that information, you have power. When you avoid it, you are disempowered. So lean into what is this shit show of a feeling? Let me be in it until I can be really clear about just how off course I am in this moment, which is what this is trying to show me. So that in and of itself is a gift. So I'll share a little bit of my personal story just to illustrate this, you know, with some real examples of what this can look like. This has been kind of an interesting experience for me because as I've shared some of this with people who are close to me, I will sometimes get the response, wow, you know, it's so interesting that somebody who is so conscious and does all this mindset work is in this place. Like, it doesn't it feel weird to be in this place as somebody who helps other people navigate this? And I think this is such a great question because the answer is really important. Let's use the example of a lawyer. Like let's say there's a lawyer who is an estate attorney and knows their shit inside and out. You know, this is what they help other people do. Well, if they get to the point where let's say like a parent or someone in their family passes and they're gonna have to deal with an estate, 
that sucks. It's a crisis point. There's loss and grief and a lot of things associated with that. Their expertise doesn't protect them from having to confront that reality in their own lives, but it they do have the tools to understand what's happening, what to look at, what questions to ask, and that sort of thing. And so because we're all human and we are going to have lots of ups and downs, you know, just the fact that I am in a place where I kind of treat myself like a specimen under the microscope and I'm always asking questions and I'm always journaling doesn't mean that I'm immune or exempt from having this experience myself. And I'm here's a plug for journaling. I'm very, very grateful that a key part of my evolution that started several years ago involved writing things down. It has been invaluable for me to go back and look at my journal entries from the, over the last couple of years. It has provided very important information to me. So let me give you some highlights of what I've been going through. And this has been another gradual, a dark night of the soul for me because in reflecting back on some of my journal entries, I can see that I've really been in this for about 18 months at this point. So things that have happened over the last couple of years that have been confusing and jarring have been an unprecedented number of relationship changes and shifts for me. Not only during that transition period of moving away from my corporate world, because by necessity, you know, relationships were going to change and new relationships were going to come in. Some people that I had really been close to, I wasn't as close to anymore. And I've done a podcast episode on looking at your support network and, you know, who you hang out with, who your friends are. And there's nothing inherently wrong with that, right? There's some people who are in our life for a season or a reason. And then when that season is over, we make transitions and it's not because we don't appreciate those people and and, and don't still care for them, but there's just not a connection there the way that there used to be. Now, what's been strange for me is that as I've made a lot of new connections in the last several years, some of those that felt like they were real and authentic connections have also just kind of fallen away with no good explanation of why that's taken place. So there's been some of that to look at that's been confusing. I've had opportunities that have come in that have seemed very promising at the beginning. I mean, I can't even tell you again, an unprecedented number of opportunities that seemed really promising that ultimately didn't come to fruition. Those couple of categories, like the relationship changes, and some of those relationships have you know, been like business networking relationships, and some of them have been like friendships, as well as the opportunities have created confusion over my direction because of what felt like mixed signals, what felt like stops and starts, what felt like adjustments and changes, but that ultimately didn't lead to anything. And as I went back and looked at when I got to really strange points was when I got the inspiration to go back and look at my journal. And it was just wild to look back and see like, wow, this really started for me in like early 2022. And it's bizarre to see how I'm still in, I was still toward the end of 2023 in that same basic energy of confusion and disappointment and a bunch of things that didn't feel good. And what it led me to have to confront was, okay, if I've been talking about this since the beginning of 2022 and I've made changes and adjustments and it seemed like I was back on the right path and then the pattern repeated itself, I 
was in a situation where I had to confront this very deep fear that I gave up what I gave up years ago to be on this path. And now this path is not still solid, you know, six years in and seems shaky at best. I mean, talk about a shitty wake up call. Very uncomfortable. I've had to grieve a lot and accept that sometimes you never, you just don't really ever get the answer to why things happen the way they do. Why something doesn't come to fruition, why a certain person goes away, why something that seems like a great idea doesn't gain traction. Like there's no answer right now. I may be able to look back on it at some point and see that there's an answer. But some of the nuggets in there that have been informational for me are where I've had the sense, like, I'm not really sure this is the path, but I think I'm going to continue with it because it's the most obvious one. And where I did not embrace my own intuitive sense that like, but there's doubt. And so anywhere there's doubt, dig in a little bit more. Because what ended up happening was, just like I've been talking about, that confusion got prolonged because even though I couldn't articulate it, I should have stepped away from something that I could feel wasn't quite right, but I didn't know what to replace it with. And so I didn't do it until it became very, very apparent and very clear. Like you just don't have a choice because that door's not gonna open. Luckily, as I mentioned, I have the tools to put myself through that. But a lot of what I've had to deal with over this last 18 or so months was an evolution in that journey because it wasn't the same issues that I had to confront six years ago when I was making a different decision. These are different issues, you know, new level, new devil. (laughs) As you grow and evolve, the things that you have to confront are different from what they were before. That's part of your continuous learning process. You can't necessarily avoid the dark night, but you can absolutely not prolong it and make it more painful and more confusing by being willing to confront what comes up as we've been talking about. I'll wrap this up with one of my favorite quotes from Carl Jung, who I've mentioned him before. I know a psychologist, brilliant man, the father of, you know, shadow work, which is looking at all the things that we'd rather keep hidden from ourselves in the world. And the quote is, until you make the unconscious conscious, it will rule your life and you will call it fate. This resonates a thousand percent. This is where I found myself years ago when this first happened to me. There are elements of this that came back into play as I wasn't willing to dive into some things where there was doubt. But I thought, well, because I keep getting hints that maybe it's going to go back in a better direction, it's going to be okay until I saw the pattern repeated itself. And again, I've talked about this before, but whenever patterns repeat themselves, that really is our signal. You've got to do something about this. It's not going to change. You must intervene. You must do something differently. You will make it through. You will make it through better, feeling more empowered, and in a shorter time, if you are willing to look at what's coming up for you and to let the uncomfortable emotions galvanize your examination, of what you've been tolerating and what's not serving you. And these dark nights of the soul are a key part of your evolution. Well, thank you so much for listening today. I hope this topic was valuable to you. 
Check out the episode description for more information about my book, where you can find me online. Remember, if you enjoyed today's topic, please subscribe or leave a rating, share with your friends. All of that helps other people who could benefit from this content find it more easily. And I will talk to you again very soon.